What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is Gen Z Gabs Music. Use all the sweat on my face because apparently the Midwest decides that, hey, let's go just from one extreme to the other, no in between, as usual, and let's just have everything be all glowy, dewy on your face, but not in a cute way. But I just have to say this before like anything else comes up. What the is going on with all these grandpas putting their seed out in way more than they need to. I'm talking, yeah, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, even Penelope Cruz. Her dad was, you know, something, something. I mean, Enrique Iglesias' uh, grandpa? What the frick? Like, I'm thinking through all these situations going on. And I'm like, I don't know how to talk to you. Uh, and yes, Nick Cannon's still a problem. Like, but all of this is just an ad for male birth control at the end of the day. Like, why they say women need to be careful, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. And the fact that you won't give women a lot of it, right? F the patriarchy. Yeah. But seriously, in all seriousness, nobody thinks this is a problem? is 83 with a 34 year old child and 21 year old girl uh, with a 29 year old sorry i just but i still i threw up there a little bit not because but his daughter is like four years five years older than the newest baby mama what in the hell is going on here not to mention that robert de niro like finally well not finally but has fully divorced his recent wife whatever situation's going on there fully sorry but even like it's still there's so much it going on and here's the thing you find this attractive i mean i know people are gonna be like no they're a gold digger i don't know anymore i mean i've watched modern family enough to know like gloria had serious daddy issues but now see the thing is though she was still i want to say she was like 30 20 ish years apart from jay yes it's not great and she was younger than Claire but this is 70 plus years between or not uh, no sorry my math ain't math and oh 50 but still oh and I know people are gonna be like why'd you say the math ain't mathing uh because my brain and the ADHD and the processing and the dyslexia it's so fun but seriously this is not boys of the world this is not what you aspire to be you are oh, just yeah, none of, don't aspire to be any of the men that I just listed, okay? There is nothing about them, okay? They might have been decent actor, entertainers, whatever, but no, as human beings, no. Okay, we, 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 we put that in the past, we end it right there, but no, we ain't going back. Well, sorry, I've just been feeling so disturbed by it. And that's where it's just like, yeah, they try to pull away. Luckily, Argentina just added some stuff where they're now having the morning after pill. So congrats, Argentina, for that, because that was, a, that was an impressive move, finally. And they say only finally, like, in a sense of, like, finally, somebody's listening to what woman reproductive rights needs. Like, finally, we get a little bit of a bone thrown our way. But seriously, guys, like, ugh. The fact that they're also making men's birth control 
easier than when I'm oh god fuck that but yeah I'm not even like it's just so disturbing like it, it sends chills down my spine hearing about how these 60 plus year old men are having more kids there's been a lot of stuff going on and again in the honor of uh you know AAPI Heritage Month ending obviously we're gonna get into the Monday mood is the competitor from America Samoa last year that was on American Song. And it's just one of those where it kind of comes full circle. Again, Dwayne Johnson had a recent interview where he talked about what it's like being a man uh, in society with depression. And then he also said a man of color as well as he's half Samoan as well. So I think it just adds an extra layer. I know he's also half black and I know that there's a lot going on within that community as well. And that we have to be mindful of as people speaking out. Because I'm saying we have to be mindful in the sense that we don't dismiss. Just don't dismiss. Listen to others and learn from others. I think we have a huge problem these days with that. Especially because I'm talking about this when I'm looking at even the writer's strike. And yes, of course, I have to mention this yet again. Because if I don't keep talking about it, then I mean, I don't have a lot to say. But then I feel like it's still not going through. And... Here's the thing. I have read so many articles, seen so many things, as well as understanding of the whole thing that is going on. And it's true. And Eva Longoria actually said something very cool lately about how a white man can lose so many, like, $200 billion on something and still get re- uh, rehired but any sort of women that lost that amount wouldn't and that's true but i just wanted to talk about a little bit in this article that i saw recently a latino writer for the office said it and i truly believe it did have something to do with his race and i think that we don't specify enough of like how not long ago things were you know and I think about this a lot just because even though I know I bring up like that I'm Irish and that we, you know, have the privilege. Yes, I recognize that. But I think still back about even to the 80s where it still wasn't uh, the best. And I just kind of watch that stuff. And I've been watching a new show called Primo, which I think a lot of people should have seen by now or should look at. It's on Freebie, which is Amazon Prime. It's only eight episodes, which is really sad in my opinion, because it could go more. But I joke all the time on here, but it's so true. Like, unless you've really been in this, like, top five group. And I know there's more than what I just list, but unless you've been in, like, the Hispanic, Latino, Irish, Italian, Balkan, Jewish kind of, like, half, like, where you get into those and then Swana, like, I know there are more groups, but it's like they can be a wide variety of looks, etc. But until you've grown up in that crazy, psychotic, kind of borderline insane, I said psychotic, which is still insane. But unless you've grown up like where a family member, I think about this as my third generation that I've hit, like when you see your first and second generation, grant, like your first generation that's a grandparent, and then you see your parents that are the second generation, but kind of the first that get like all the things, but it's still very much the culture. And then by the time that you're third, you're kind of fucked because now you're trying to fix everything else that's going on. 
but you see the relatability, the trauma, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, there's a scene in episode four that I think anyone can relate to that I've commented on. But the pettiness, like, people say to me, like, you should grow up. Here's the thing, the irony with families like mine, especially, you can say grow up no matter what, but this is, like, I think a lot of people, it's uh, the, always the hypocritical ping-pong match that goes along with it. And I know everyone has at least one family member that's just freaking insane. And I know people are going to be like, what the hell does that mean? And it's like... You have that one family member that is so petty, that is will do anything and ignore everything and just stir the pot. But at the end of the day, though, one thing that I can say without a doubt, though, is that everyone will be on your side if someone else messes with you. Like, we can mess with each other, but nobody else can mess with us. Like, it's crazy. But I'd have to say that the character I probably relate to the most, and it's not even just because, like, I'm the sister or I'm the kind of young adult, even though I'm, like I'm currently not really sure where I fit in. Um, obviously, Rafa and Drea are the ones that I probably relate to the most in the sense that in a way the eldest daughter slash only daughter has to keep a peace. And even if it means being a little stressed out and strong willed, speaking out, using your voice more. But Rafa definitely I feel for him like dude I get that like where you feel like you're constantly getting told an opinion by everybody else and I wish and I think a lot of people probably can relate to this where I wish that you know it would feel like you could make your own decision but yeah there's just yeah there's so much when people talk about pettiness and revenge there is stuff that you will never understand I think and I yeah could talk about it a little bit on here but unfortunately a little bit of hypervigilance comes along with big families too and it's not good or bad it just is what it is and someday maybe I can write or tell my story and in a good way where it's not like out of control but there's just so many like I said layers to it where you can't quite uh fully accept uh the you have to, like, where I'm saying fully accept, like, you have to fully accept that there are ramifications still, no matter how old you get. I don't know what else to say, but there's definitely a lot of healing that goes on in your 20s where you start to realize, oh my god. But where you're still to the point where you're like, uh, yeah, you don't want to introduce people to these people ever. Even if they'll love you, but you just, yeah. When I was watching the barbecue episode, that was really what hit home for me. Like, oh yeah, I can totally see where you didn't want to. And then there's people that it's a rite of passage to lie to your family. Even all the same family, ironically, will tell you you're going to hell if you lie. But um, then I'm like, everyone's trying to cover their ass here. Like, that's the biggest lie of it all. So, yeah. That was a lot going on. But yes, I truly adore the show. And for all the stuff that's going on, it's very important to have that. But definitely pay your damn writers. Like, that's all I can really say. Like, Michael Schur is the executive producer of this. Moe's cousin Moe's from The Office. He's been doing this thing. The Office has been, like, on and off. All those shows 
running, but that's why it's such a good show, too. But it's also because it's based off of someone's actual life story. Shay Serrano did that, and I'm very uh, intrigued by, like, what next season could hold. All of the actors are phenomenal. They gel well together. They're really funny. Of course, Rolly is the best. Like, he's hilarious. He's that scapegoat. But, but lovable and at the same time it's like nobody takes him seriously because he's on the younger end because of all and also all the stupid stuff he does but of course like you know people go how can Rafa look up to that guy uh here's the thing I would look up to that guy too he's stupid don't get me wrong he's beyond idiotic in a lot of ways and probably like you know closer to the youngest slash middle kid where it's like you gotta keep stuff kind of going you know before it explodes completely but yeah you just are someplace in the wrong time but there's also good moments though where you don't expect he's smarter than you give him credit for too that's the thing like when he was telling his nephew, when he was telling Rafa, like, it don't matter what we think, we're just gonna always be in your head, we're always gonna be in your ears, like, that is the most accurate thing I've ever heard, and if anything, like, besides the fact he's, like, that cool uncle, but he's also just, you just know, like, when you go to him, like, that's the one relative that's never gonna judge you for your stupidity. Although, what do I know? He also hits people with shovels in his show, but uh, it just, that was what I really liked about him. Like, and I think where people go, oh my gosh, she's a deadbeat. I kind of disagree. Because also the loyalty, and I get it, that people are going to go in and have their own opinions of the person. But, yeah. I guess that's why I would say my favorite character would be him, because you feel like yeah, he's stupid, but at least he's there, kind of. And you at least know you're not going to be judged or feel like you have to run away from him because you're going to get in trouble because we've got plenty of those type of family members, and that is what that show does great as well with. Like, um, it just really encompasses no matter how old you get, you're, you can still get in trouble. <laughs> so. But overall, just I really well-rounded show, and a lot of the actors just are very realistic. It was super funny, though, because the mom in that show, which I know, like, I figured it out, too, kind of, but I also just, like, you know, you have to figure out where this person's from. Like, the guy who played Rolly, only reason that, like, I was, like, looking at him, like, constantly, and I was like, wait, wait a dang minute wait a damn minute i'm like oh yeah you were you were the guy on grays you were the guy that got killed off on grays and you were the guy that worked with owen and by the way i'm not like trying to be mad bad but and i get why they did the storyline the way that they did but come on every kind of every kind of patient that i start to like of course they're gonna kill him off they're doing that with the finale that they recently did so that's that's great. Uh, but yeah. <laughs>
but it's like you go from one minute to seeing like him playing a war hero to the next, which I know that's acting, but to the next minute him playing this idiot, which is good, but it's like it just shows how good of range because I'm like, okay, I really like this actor. I really he's he's doing a good job, and then suddenly it's like I like him even more in this next role. And maybe it's just because I do not like Owen Hunt whatsoever. So the more that I see of those scenes, the more I get like my blood boiling, even though what he did wasn't actually the worst thing. So I just have mixed emotions all the time, clearly. But before I end this tangent that I just talked about, the one other funniest scene for me was the... So two others, I guess, was the coat. So again, my mom comes from a farmer family. And what I have to say about that is still it's different. Like she came from French, German, and Luxembourg farmer, American families. But the whole coat system that Jay has is beyond, in a lot of ways, my dad is like Jay and Ryan the brother like a mix of them both because like jay he's always like i have to be right i have to be right i have to be right and everyone needs to listen to me oldest brother type even though my brother dad's the middle but ryan's also though an accountant financial dude which is like my dad so but anyway my dad encompasses a lot of those two's characters but what i was gonna say is that the thing with the coats is so my mom's side so my grandpa like when he died two years ago he had like a he had a huge like filing system but it was so similar to the coats and like yeah he did put some stuff in the bank but you could tell like who he trusts versus who he didn't and my mom's like this is like an insane like why didn't he just do this the other way but it just shows, again, like, no matter what, like, every family has got their own thing, so, yeah. But it's just beyond hilarious to think through all the things that I find similar and different. But, like I said, so, kind of forgot, but the mom on the show is from Brink, that show, like, the movie. And she was Tiana in, or Tiana in that Nickelodeon show, which I actually never got to watch that because I was too young. So, but when people were talking about, you guys had Victorious, but you forget about this. And it's like, yeah, they did not show reruns that much. They showed reruns of Brink all the time, but not of this other one. And I liked it because I liked her in Brink because, like, she showed she could be, like, a girl still, but she didn't want to be this, like, full-blown, push-down, girly girl, like, all that stuff. And it was in that era of, like, strong-willed, like I said, like, Kim Possible, That's a Raven, uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, like I said, was my big one growing up but I just like where it wasn't like your stereotypical they were still girls and feminine all that kind of stuff but it was more strong well yes I know people are gonna throw around stuff now like where they're gonna quote what was coded versus not coded and that's fine I just meant in a like nutshell kind of way and you don't realize and people go was Disney and Nick good when we were kids or did we just grow up? And it's some of both. 
and then you but you also realize how creepy a lot of the people were behind the camera and that's where yes a lot of these kids actors etc deserve way more protection which they're working on now but i just think it's so interesting like the different levels that go along with it but yeah i just thought that was kind of interesting to think through like the other kid and the guy who plays rafa is in the new Florence Pugh movie, but all I could think about watching this kid is he looks like the American Latino version of Tom Holland. And yes, Tom Holland is a darker Irish like me person. So yeah, it's super funny. But yeah, they could play brothers in something, I swear to God. But yeah, so I do really think that that is a good thing that you should check out as well as jury duty if you really like kind of that office parks and rec mockumentary style james marsden is in it so that would be interesting too they make a lot of callbacks to his sonic and his 90s films so i want to get a little more into that teachers off duty thing i think about it a lot that accountability i talked about last week and i'm here to say one thing that I'm holding myself more accountable for is that I've followed some people that, you know, I might have defended more. And I've been really reflecting this lately and just how parasocial relationships are in general. And I think I've said this multiple times too, but it's just one of those things where as a person who is, you know, like I've put neurodivergent learning disability, I do think like social cues aren't always the best and people like to stigmatize us, make us feel really bad for it. So even if we're trying to put together a good apology or a good way of wording something, I know that it's never going to be 100% correct. I learn to try to deal with it more through a lot of tactics or whatever but one thing that still bothers me is that yes I don't want us to be here to weaponize it use it as a weapon because a lot of people do that and I wanted to touch on the Sia thing recently because that came out and I totally agree with what is being said that she's going to use it to weaponize and try to you know get everyone to sweep under the rug what she did and I totally see where people are saying the white woman's tears are very scary for safety of a lot of other things. And, you know, I am going to just talk about where maybe I didn't think it was going to be like white women's tears, but I, again, have rejection sensitivity dysphoria. And when I get really overwhelmed, I start sometimes not reacting the best way. And I do really genuinely want people to see that. And I think about the Chris Rock slap more and more every time where he, yes, doesn't get social cues, all that kind of stuff. And yes, none of it is our fault, but it's like a way of deeper understanding and trying to separate that and realizing like how to hold people accountable completely because of how much we manage to work our way around it and I completely agree with a lot of things that have been said about certain influencers etc who might have come off like they might seem to have ADHD we'll never really know or they might have OCD they might have 
autism and it's great to understand and see like where they went wrong but it's also okay to be like you need to be held accountable similar to what the teachers need to be held accountable for and I know it gets really controversial slash redundant but I think of also how much I like at one point Temple Brayden Brayden and Brandon Brandon yeah so but then when you read more into it and you listen to other people in the communities not the best figure so I think that that's like a lot of people think about a lot of things lately just because but I mean I go back to thinking about a few weeks ago when I heard Jason Winston George from Grey's Anatomy even saying this and this was just on even gun control whatever that we have to think purple rather than red or blue like we have to come to a mutual neutral understanding which I doubt would ever really happen but that's kind of how I feel like when you're understanding people with learning disabilities people with neurodivergence disabilities in general like obviously don't judge infantilize etc but also try to tailor to what level like and I know levels sucks kind of like a lot of other things in the world like uh, that they're trying to abolish but I'm just saying like, for a person like me that's higher functioning obviously yeah you could call me out there's also a tone you should bring up when calling out because yes while I do see a bunch of other things that people could say to me that are you know probably true mean whatever and but still maybe a little accurate for me here's the thing I I try not to like I think I'm still being nice when I'm blunt it's taken a while to learn that but as an ADHD person I get burnt out super quickly again like if I'm really comfortable with you yeah then I won't get as burnt out but I I need some time to think and process and verbally process you know and that's where a system isn't made for me and talking things through so I say the wrong words a lot and I'm glad people in my life have been able to call me out on that but it's just one of the things that is obviously going to have a lot of nuance and topics that we deal with here and there but I just needed to say that get that off my chest even if it's a little confusing because personally this isn't even me trying to cover my ass this is me slowly starting to realize like once people that you really respect make it big suddenly it makes me nervous because then it's like they don't have accountability anymore and they can say whatever they want and I still don't follow everyone that I think should I should follow but it's a never-ending battle inside of me where it's also that where people pleasing comes into it that I have to unlearn where if I unfollow this person does that make me bad does that make me a bad person whatever but it's like if they don't follow you back and I know that's not every rule of thumb as well and I know that this kind of gets weird to talk about but it's true you don't owe anyone anything and I think that that attitude needs to be more accepted and before anyone says rudeness whatever I think that we've followed a long time that expectation especially like women and you know when I'm thinking about all this stuff that's going on like the wine case the Danny Mans Masterson case uh that mom who of two children's case there's just so many lists where it's like again a white man a white man again and we're still whatever about it and it's disgusting but I just want us to speak a little bit on that as you know we wrap up here because I've started to really just I think understand more on both sides rather than just this is right and this is wrong and it's listening and the reason though that last week I was so upset and why I'm continuously so upset is I just don't want things sweeped under the rug anymore. 
I don't want things to be kind of just, it is what it is. Because that's what people always say to me. I don't want things to just be standstill, if that makes sense as well. I just want more conversations, more accountability, more reason. And yeah, that's again, strong sense of justice, ADHD, OCD stuff. But I want just more of a conversation. And there was a very good account that I just started to follow and then I'm going to listen to their podcast too but I think it's like neurodivergent parents and yes they uh, are doing documentary series it's really good and I think to myself a lot of times that this is exactly what they're trying to say it's not that we want everyone to well we want everyone to accept yes completely but just understand it's just a different like the whole line that goes along with it like as a world we are really selfish and far behind and I know that people are gonna look at me like what do you mean by that but it's like you can't I'm gonna bring back again the writers guild and then the SAG actors who are kind of that middle class actor like they're not getting paid enough because they're not like the rest of the people that make it big time and yeah as my mom would say that's kind of everywhere but it's more it's a struggle and the starving artist and blah 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 but it's true and I just don't get why network executives, which I get that like they're corporate, they're money hungry, whatever. But when you see the stats and everything, why won't they pay the writers? God, it's like the fact that stuff is halted till January. Are you kidding me right now? So yeah, and I, it's just like another full circle moment in my mind. It's just where it's like we completely try to sleep under the rug all those problems. And don't even get me started on Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift. Again, I did not like Taylor Swift always that much. Did I think she had some decent melodies and some bops here and there? Yes. But did I think that she was kind of, like, questionable? A hundred percent. And this is not even, like, half of it. Yes, she's been through a lot. But again, she's the definition of white feminism. And by the way, as we come into the month that is July or June... <laughs> June, the month that is June and Pride. Here's the thing. I just saw something on Instagram that I kind of agree with, that um, the most feminist people are LGBTQIA community. And yeah, I think about just the intersexuality that goes along with it. Am I going to need to learn about it more? 100%. Again, when things don't fully come to me, like because of uh, experience, whatever, do I have to research it more? 100%. And I think that that levels out in a different way where it's like at the end of the day, yes, I as a white woman, cis woman, hetero person get to uh, get to exist in society. And yes, if I'm going to do all trauma Olympics, yeah, I'm blind in one eye. I have mental issues and I have ADHD and dyslexia. But aside from that, like I can just exist in any space. I'm a straight sized woman. Doesn't mean that I don't have other insecurities. But I fit in pretty well with the American society, except for I speak out on things and I try to learn and try to accept people for who they are, unless they're jerks. So yeah, but it just goes to show though the different levels and still that I'm not 100% gonna get there and that's fine, but you can at least try to learn, listen and understand. And I just wanted to keep that in mind as we sign off for this week, because the reason that I'm talking about all these different shows and all these different things is because then maybe as a whole human being, we can come together and be nuclear and come together and be purple. I know that sounds weird, 
but it just means that you know maybe instead of just fighting over like if it's because it's political or because of whatever maybe we can just come together as a human being and come together with like uh and not make it so much about viewpoints and yes i know i'm a big fan of cancel culture because i myself is a gen zer but when i've realized a lot about cancel culture now a lot of it is necessary but also a lot of it is stupid because when it comes down to it you really want to hear other people's side and stories now yes i do run away in the other direction usually with red you know but because that's like where people go what do you mean you don't really do that i'm like i just don't have time to really listen because they'll not listen and i don't have time to burn a bridge or pick a fight but it's not me being complacent it's me also being nervous about my own safety too as a woman i know that i just talked a lot about the most random stuff as usual but you know people like again taylor swift's boyfriend maddie healy he tries to sweep it under the rug the people that are on the teachers off duty podcast are mostly white trying to sweep it under the white males sweeping it under and you know i think that that's where it's like again the full circle moment of even with the whole network execs trying to not pay their people. I bet it's a lot of white men that are in those higher power seats who are trying to work for a better way of life to be seen, heard, people's voices uplifted, but it just really stinks that it's still kind of halted and that's just how our life is going to be. There's a lot of things that people have not been listening to, like indigenous people's voices, etc., where they're speaking out against how many women go missing, how much more likely, etc., and how all this colonization, like a lot of them were talking about recently, how their names changed because of colonization and I look into hearing about the one drop rule all that and I'm looking at myself looking through my own family past and on my grandpa's side there appears to be some on a different grandpa's side not the one that has all the coats and but it just goes to show though even if I'm a one drop rule that again I'm so privileged I'm so this I don't claim it really etc and it's one of those that you have to listen to people and understand why they're so passionate about this and why they are saying the same stuff for years but suddenly when somebody else says it it's like oh you listen to them so that was this week's episode of Gen Z Gab. If you're curious more about some other things, go and check them out on Freebie. Like I said, the whole jury duty and primo is on there right now. This has been, I think, episode 56, and we will see you soon.